0: day that we have set aside to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Guess what? We have all been invited to a special birthday party that is being thrown for Jesus. If you want to attend, all you have to do is accept and acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. The choice is up to you. And I want you to know that this party is different from the traditional birthday parties that we attend. You don't have to get dressed up. Just come as you are for this wonderful celebration. Don't worry about shopping for a gift. All of you late night shoppers last night, the clock was 5.59. And you're out at the store buying, ah, I gotta get a gift. But for this party, you don't have to bring a gift. So the reason you don't have to bring a gift because instead of receiving gifts, Jesus will be giving out eight gifts to all attendees of this party. Are you ready to receive your gifts? I'm ready. The first gift that is available to you is the gift of justification. Verse 1 of our text says, Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Justification is a legal term which pictures the sinner before the bar of God to receive condemnation for the sins that he or she has committed. But instead of being condemned, he or she is judicially pronounced not guilty. Therefore, justification is the divine pronouncement of God that we are all acquitted from sin's penalty. God's judgment for sin and made acceptable before God. It is the pardon of God declaring us righteous when we believe in him by faith. So if you're here this morning and you hear the little devil's voice that's trying to keep you behind the bars of condemnation, you need to declare to him that you have just opened the gift of justification and that you have been set free, that you are not guilty because of the price Jesus has paid for you. We have a new standing with God. We have been declared righteous. The second gift that's available to you is the gift of peace with God. Again, in the first verse, it says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God in essence means reconciled to God. It means the barrier of hostility and enmity that separates us from God. Barriers like our sin, our lack of spiritual life, and God's perfect holiness. These barriers have all been removed by the person and the work of Christ. When you open this gift, You can rest assured that God's judgment will not fall on you. You can go to bed at night with peace in your heart, knowing that everything will be all right. Today, the root of the troubles of the world is not the failure of government, nor even the absence of money to finance new programs, but the fact that we are at enmity with God. We, what we need is peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The third gift that is available to you is the gift of access to God. For verse 2 says, through whom we have obtained access to the grace in which we stand. The Greek word prosagoge means access, approach, or it could mean introduction. It was used of one who gives access or audience to a great king. The Apostle Paul reminds us that there is one mediator between God and man, which is Christ Jesus The Bible tells us in Hebrews to come boldly before the throne of grace to find grace to help in our time of need. How, you might ask, through Jesus Christ, who has given us access into the very presence of God as believers. Christianity is the way of access. This is why the Lord says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. You can find that in John 14, verse 6. Unless you receive God's gift, you don't have access to God. It is a privilege reserved for those who are in Christ, those who have by faith received him. The fourth gift that is available to you, the gift of hope of the glory of God. In the second verse of our scripture text, it says we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. We are not a people without hope. When the world is walking around as if there is no hope, the Christian does not panic because our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. What a gift when you consider the times that we live in, a nation that has been attacked by terrorists and a nation that is in the midst of war on terror. It could almost cause a person to lose hope, but not for the Christian. There is the expectation of one day experiencing ultimate redemption of being in God's glorious kingdom in glorious resurrected bodies with the old sinful nature with, uh, without the old sinful nature and without the attacks of Satan's kingdom we have a hope hallelujah the fifth gift we're stacking up on these gifts the fifth gift that is available to you, the gift of triumph in tribulation and trouble. Verses 3 through 4 of our text says, And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions, knowing that affliction produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. What a marvelous gift that we all need to unwrap and use. But oftentimes it seems as if this gift is put on the shelf or we forget to open it. We walk around like we are defeated all of the time. As we anticipate living in the glorious presence of God, this gift reminds us that for the present time, We still live in a fallen world where we experience tribulation and trouble. But regardless, we can still know joyous triumph, victory through our Lord and Savior. In this gift, the apostle has in his mind the capacity God gives us to rejoice in our suffering through faith in the principles and promises of the Bible, and throughout our walk with the Lord. The world, and too many of us as believers, have a hard time joining these two words together, affliction and joy. Why is that? Well, the world cannot because they have no hope in the glory of God. And we fail as Christians to experience joy in the midst of tribulation because we so often fail to live in the light of that glory. So let us take hold to that gift, the gift of triumph in tribulation and troubles. You will make it through this too shall pass. God will give you strength to get through whatever you need to get through. That's a gift that we have. Yes, we will cry. Yes, we will hurt. But God will give us the strength that we need to make it through. And then once we make it through, that's when we're able to witness and tell someone else about the light of God's glory. The sixth gift that is available to you, the gift of the love of God and the Holy Spirit. Verse five says God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. 1 John 4 and 9, four, First John chapter 4 verses 9 and 10 says in this The love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You see, grabbing a hold of God's love gives us assurance. It removes the fear and the doubt. It removes shame when we fail so that it gives significance and meaning to life. This is a work of the gift of the indwelling spirit of God who assures our hearts of God's endless and unconditional love so that we can grasp that we are accepted through the much more grace of God made available to us from Jesus Christ. The seventh gift that is available to you, the gift of deliverance from wrath. For our scripture says, in verses 6 through 9, focusing on verse 9. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, someone might actually dare to die. But God proved his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely... Therefore, since we have now been justified by his blood, we will be saved through him from the wrath of God. Wrath in this context here refers to the judgment of God that must be poured out on a Christ-rejecting world. Notice carefully that much more emphasizes, which follows the emphasis, which follows the statement of verse eight, that Christ died for us. This verse, like many others, promised that those who put their trust in Christ will not come into judgment or face God's wrath. Because Jesus Christ our savior took God's judgment in our place. That's something to shout hallelujah about right there. Okay. Woo. And our final gift that I'm going to speak about today. Of course, we have tons of gifts that God has given to us. The eighth gift that is available to you is the gift of salvation by his life for verse 10 of our scripture text says for if while we were enemies we were reconciled to god through the death of his son much more surely having been reconciled will we be saved by his life in view of the context which follows in romans This includes not only deliverance from God's wrath, but deliverance from the power of sin. It has to do with living abundantly and victoriously over life-dominating patterns through the power of the risen Christ, through Christ's life, which dwells with us. If our greatest need Had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our great need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer but our greatest need was forgiveness so god sent us a savior for isaiah 9 and 6 says for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, the greatest promise of all creation. So on this morning, I say thank you, Jesus, for our gifts. These gifts are backed up by the faithfulness and guarantee of God himself through the perfected and finished work of Jesus Christ. These gifts you receive will never break, never wear out. Indeed, they will last for all eternity and they do all that is promised and more. So on this morning, we honor and we salute you this morning, Jesus, by saying Happy Birthday, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen.